So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Ms. H and I will be discussing Season 3, Episode 1 of The Other Way. In this episode, Samit gets an astrologer to tell him not to rush the wedding. Evelyn and Corey are heading toward a wedding date, despite a big secret from Corey. Ari and Binium are getting ready for a long-term visit from Ari's ex. And we meet the American half of two couples. Ellie wants to get to Providencia to keep Victor in line. And Stephen has a convoluted plan to move to Russia via Turkey. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you? You're getting ready for school? Uh, yes, I'm in my one of my thousand pre-service days before my students come back. <laughs> my students come back till after, like, the Wednesday after Labor Day. But That's so crazy. You have so many pre-service days. So many. And we it's just boring. It, those are the worst days of the year. Like, I yeah. just want this to be done so I can get these kids back in, in the building for the first time in, you know, 18 months. That's true. Whereas I am on medical leave right now because I cannot see. <laughs> <laughs> Which could pose problems while uh, reading your reviews. Yes, um, or- so this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting when I'm reading summaries. I wrote this when I definitely was in the I don't know, I could not see very well at all last night. So we'll see. We'll see if this makes sense. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead and get started and see if it makes sense. Uh let's start off with uh Ari and Binyam. So this is the other way. And uh we are just meeting these couples or re-meeting these couples. So a lot of this stuff was like recap of, you know, even last season that they were on. But we meet Ari. She's 29 years old, living in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, with her fiance Binyam, who's 31, and their son Avi. Ari tells us that she had originally come to Ethiopia because she was just going through her divorce, which is new news, right? We did not hear about that the last time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ari and Binyam met in the streets of Ethiopia, and after about three months of dating, Ari got pregnant. We recapped the drama of their first season, which included fighting over their living conditions, taking care of Avi, and all of that leading up to their eventual engagement. Since then, they are now living in a three-bedroom house with a live-in nanny, Mimi. Ari's parents have been helping them financially because Binyam has lost his job because of COVID. Their live-in nanny has been helpful in teaching Ari learning Ethiopian, the language, the culture, and cooking. Ari considers Mimi her best friend because Binyam will still spend time in the studio and hang out with his friends, so she appreciates Mimi's company. Ari has been so lonely that she has even invited her ex-husband, Leander, to visit and meet the new baby. They have maintained a strong friendship, which everyone except for Ari seems to find odd because (laughs) in Ethiopia, once you divorce, you just never see them again. Uh, Ari is video chatting with Leander, who is currently quarantining in a hotel in Ethiopia. We find out that Leander is from Argentina and they actually met while Ari was studying abroad years ago. She brought Leander over on a K-1 visa and they had been married for 10 years. They divorced because Ari wanted to travel and Leander wanted to stay and work on his doctorate. 
Binyam is helping Ari get ready for Leander's visit, and he tells her that he's not comfortable with uh, all of this because the relationship just scares him. Ari doesn't help any the situation by telling Binyam that Leander is checking him out since, you know, she goes to Leander to tell him about when things are bad between her and Binyam. Binyam says this uh, is Ethiopia, so everybody is welcome, but he wants to protect his family, especially since he's had the experience of his ex-wife leaving him for her ex. They're meeting with Binyam's sister's wish in uh, Mimi, who also is a Mimi. Ari tells them that her ex-husband is visiting and frames it as good news. Sisters think this is white people shit. <laughs> Mimi then brings... <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Yeah. So then Mimi then brings up that Ari and Leander were staying together for two weeks in New Jersey while Ari was pregnant. Ari is frustrated because she told the sisters in confidence, and she also doesn't think there's anything wrong with that because nothing had happened. Okay, so it seems like all the Ethiopians in this are very anti-ex-husband being best friends with ex-wife. So what do you think about that? Okay, there's... Varying levels of this. First of all, I, I I will blame your eyes because the first time the captions did it, they said Leander, but I'm uh -huh. pretty sure his name is Leandro. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, but it, I definitely am with you because I watched it with the captions on and it was kind of going back and forth between Leandro and Leander. And I was like, I don't know which one it is, but I'm pretty sure it's Leandro. But <laughs> what captions? I couldn't see anything. <laughs> So the way on. she said it was weird too. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can see still being in contact with your ex, which is a much weirder when there's no kids involved. Yes. Okay. There's no reason, um, sure. There's no real reason. I can see still seeing them from time to time. I could still see them, you know, this is a person that meant a lot to me for whatever reason, blah, 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 blah. It's the part where she goes so far as to be like, he's my best friend. Yeah, that's that seems like, weird. That seems over the top. Right? Especially because why they – and they don't even call it divorce. They, they say broke up. She was like, oh, we broke up because I wanted to travel and he wanted to stay and work his doctorate. And it just seems like – that seems like a very odd, like very trivial reason to end a marriage. Right. For, of 10 years. They were married yes. for 10 years. Yes. Yeah. It just seems like – I mean if they – we wanted different things. I mean but if you remember, people kind of phrase those like we wanted different things out of life. We wanted to go in different directions. Yeah, right? but how long did she actually want to travel? Like it all seemed very temporary because how long are you in a doctorate program for? Like what? Six years? How long do you want to travel for? Like, okay, so let's just like break up for six years. It seems like you would just been like, oh, let's just do our own thing for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. just be separate and like we'll still be married. Like it just seems like such a trivial thing to end a marriage over. Right. But you're saying as she was going through this divorce, she came over to Ethiopia and started banging this guy. So Yeah, like, basically got knocked up, which seemed <laughs> to make it more permanent. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and that's where I would be – you know, that's where uh, Binyam's concern is very, very reasonable. Like yes. Everything he's concerned about because – and they, they kind of did that, you know, white people shit and not in Ethiopia. It would be weird in America if you were like, yeah, who's your best so friend? Too. You're like, my ex-husband is my best friend. I talk to him every day. We're always on the phone. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Like, Well, I don't and it's know. it's not Maybe... like an opposite gender thing either. But mm -hmm. it's like, how can you be 
I just don't see how you can be like, because they're both very deep and intimate relationships, best friend and, and spouse, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, but they're not the same thing. No, no. Not even close. And so I don't know how I couldn't imagine shifting between those two. Those don't they don't seem like fungible. You have to go too far back to be able to go down that other road. I don't know. Uh maybe it is white people shit because doesn't TLC <laughs> also have that show like you me and my oh, ex you, me or and my something? Ex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like but, are you guys auditioning for this show? Oh, What's going on over here? Yeah, I was going to say most of those have kids but they don't actually. I watched mm. that a couple times. It is it is a thing. So but they're not all white either. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it just, I mean, I, I, I felt like Binion was trying so hard this time because it is, especially when you put, this is like a perfect storm of ways to make him anxious. Yeah. Right? My American wife went, who moved back to America with my child, which he was afraid of all last mm. season. He was like, ah, yeah. I've seen this movie before. Right. And then we, I didn't know she went back and went back with her ex. Right. And now she's hanging out with her ex who she had barely broken up with, like not less than like three months before they got together. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's very, very concerning. And it's not like, and she's going to try to paint it as jealousy. And it's like, I don't think it's jealousy. Like that's legitimate concern. I'm so confused why this is the first time we're even ever hearing about the ex, considering how best friends and tight they are. Like, we never heard about them once. We didn't even know she was divorced at all last season. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. She mentioned it. like, But it was like she mentioned, oh, you know, I've I've always had a wanderlust side. I went to Argentina. I actually got married from somebody from Argentina, but we've broken up and then blah, blah. And that's like all we heard about it. Oh, like, I don't even remember yeah, she, that. It was so it was like fleeting. The very first episode, very fleetingly mentioned. But it wasn't like, yeah, if she's like my best friend, you'd think she'd be Skyping him all day or, you know, Zooming him all day or FaceTime all the time. And we'd have heard a lot about last season. So it's one of those things that's also like, how much of best friends are you really? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm reaching for my mouse. Let's move on to. Uh, let's save the – I'll save the new one for a second. Let's go to Jen, Jenny and Submit, who she does say Smee like three times. Oh, yeah. In the thing. Yeah, I noticed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think – is that just like her her like pet name for him is Smee? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Anyway, Submit wakes up Jenny, who is I guess just turning 63 or is she turning 64? I can't remember. But she's from Palm Springs. It's her birthday and Submit brings her a large bouquet of flowers and then they do the whole – filling us in with the backstory thing. He was a catfish. They fell in love. The parents are against everything. He got married and she didn't know about it. Uh, And then of course, and then they got divorced. And at the end of last season where they had this big blowout fight and his mom said that basically that they can get married over her dead body. So anyway, back to the present day and submit is taking her for a surprise an astrologer that's going to tell them if they'll ever get married. (laughs) So he thinks having the astrologer's blessing is going to help convince his parents or something. I'm not exactly sure what his end game is with this astrologer. But anyway, I feel like now's a good time to mention that they were still walking around Delhi wearing those lanyard cards yep. that were supposed to scare away mm-hmm. the COVID. Sure. Oh, anyway, the astrologer, he gets to the astrologer and he puts in Jenny's dates, but then doesn't 
seem to do anything with where the like star positions or anything because his advice is basically like, oh, well, the stars have already spoken. Your parents said they didn't want you to get married. And that, that's done. You just have to be patient now. <laughs> and I guess wait for them to die. Uh, I don't know what the, what, the, what the idea is here, but he says the most important thing, what they absolutely cannot do is rush into anything. And they just have to let the universe deliver marriage to them. Oh, gosh. So anyway, Jenny is a little concerned because she wants to rush into things because she's on a visa that requires her to leave every six months and would rather not do that. So anyway, back at home, that even gets worse because Jenny gets an email that she interprets to mean that her tourist visa has not been approved and she needs to leave the country. So Samit starts gaming out. Maybe they can stay in Nepal because, you know, it's right next door and the borders might be open. So he calls a travel agent to figure it out, but the, the Nepalese border is closed. So he asks, well, where can we go? You know, what borders are open? And it turns out they can go to Bali, but Samit can't go there because his, in, his ex-in-laws have claimed his passport and won't give it back. Oh. So they ask – he asks, where could I go with a passport? With no passport, and the travel agent is like, well, the only country you can go without a passport from India is Nepal, but <laughs> that border's closed. We just went over this. So anyway, he hangs up with the travel agent. He said he would do anything to keep her there, but Jenny says it's pretty clear the one thing you can do to keep me here is get married or I have to go to back to America. Then she gets more and more worked up about what Samit is always promising that they'll get married and his parents always get in the way. She tells him that if she leaves for America, she won't come back to India a fourth time and then starts screaming at him and throwing shit around the house as we end the episode. So I don't know what other plan could submit come, in, come up with that can keep her in the country and not like get married. What is what is he what is he doing? I don't know. Like uh, I, I don't know about their whole situation. I feel like this is the same played out shit. This is like the mm. what fourth? time we've seen them yeah i think so Mm -hmm. and so it's just like oh my gosh how much can we i mean now there's an added twist of covid you know where it actually seems like he's trying but it's like but are you i don't know Mm -hmm. i think that his astrologer said not to rush into anything and i know it's kind of like oh yeah like we're rushing into marriage are you how long has she been there for? <laughs> At this right. point, no one's rushing into anything. It may seem that way because, you know, your plan was like literally developed right before you had to execute it. But, you know, no one's rushing at this point. Yes. It's not like they don't know each other. It's not, it's not like these ones, we, the other ones we heard of. Oh, my God. You only know – you've only been with him for 100 days and you're going to move there? It's like they're – well into the amount of time that is uh, okay for a marriage. But it's just like – it does feel like a rush because it's o- – but it's only a rush because he keeps putting it off. Yeah. Right? It's like it's like if you are doing – if you're procrastinating and doing an assignment last minute, it's like, okay, well, the assignment wasn't a rush assignment. No. It's just you, you didn't handle it right. Right. Okay. Can I point out something that was super bizarre that I've never seen this show ever do? Was okay. there a weird ass reenactment of Summit at a call center? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world was that? I just, Hello, my, my name is Michael that, Jones. <laughs> my favorite part about that is that he did it, and when he said it, like he did his reenactment, yeah. had a, and my name is Michael. He, he obviously had a super thick accent, right, right? Right. 
And then he was like, well, when I sent her pictures, I didn't want her to know I was Indian. I was like, I think that game is up, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. Who guy. are you fooling? And then I thought it was even more hilarious how Jenny was like, the first thing I noticed about his pictures were his eyes. And they kept on showing a series of pictures of Cement with sunglasses, with sunglasses on. on. It's like. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. Production was like, yeah, they made some interesting choices with their segments this week. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh, let's inject a little bit of new stuff in our life. So we'll start off with uh, Ellie uh, and eventually Victor. So in Seattle, we meet Ellie, who goes by the pizza lady, uh, 45 from Seattle, Washington. For the last seven years, she's been running a pizza place, hence pizza lady, which is a bit of a stretch considering she grew up on a farm in Nevada. She tells us uh, her of about her first husband, who she got married to while she was 28. About eight months into their marriage, he died suddenly from an overdose of prescription painkillers. Ellie met her current guy, Victor, 38, in Providencia two years ago when she was on vacation. Ellie has been back to Providencia several times, and they had even applied for a K-1 visa. Because the visa interview was right when things started shutting down, they decided that they just didn't want to wait, and instead, Ellie is going to move to Providencia. Ellie has to sell all of her things and arrange with a coworker to take over the pizza place. Ellie is emotional at letting go of her life's work and walking away from the pizza place. Ellie discusses with the new owner concerns about Victor using her, but she thinks love is a chance and this is worth it. Ellie's friend, Hiromi, comes over to help pack up. Hiromi thinks this move is a bad idea, especially because it ends up that Victor was cheating on Ellie. The girl that Victor was cheating on her with actually messaged Ellie, and she found out that he had this whole entire relationship. It wasn't just some random hookup. Victor originally denied it, but then the other woman sent receipts. Victor was persistent and seemed sincere, you know, and apologizing about it after admitting, so Ellie decided to give him a chance. Hiromi, however, doesn't trust him and just thinks that this man is a liar. Ellie is then, uh, I kind of did this reverse because they gave the week before right. situation, yes. but Ellie's talking to her man Victor over video chat, and Victor's telling her all about this hurricane that is about to hit. And then they have, a few days later, Ellie has not heard from Victor, and now she's worried that he may not have survived this storm. All right. So, uh, would you have, what, how would you have handled a situation where you found out someone had, like, a completely other relationship, especially if it was long distance? Yeah, that's, that's tough. Um, because, I mean, obviously, it's, you're, I'm imagining this, you have to imagine it with somebody that you, at the end of the day wanted to be with, right? Mm -hmm. Not just some like, you know, with somebody you've been dating kind of whatever. And you're like, you have a whole other girlfriend, like done, like we're, we're, we're just the mail vet check. It's done. Right. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough um, because it's like, you want to believe them. And that's where it comes down to. You want it to work. And she really clearly wants to believe him. And, you know, you have Hiromi over here being like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't believe him. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah, the voice like, of reason. <laughs> well, because well, And she really... even tells it herself. She's like, if, if it was, it's one of those situations that I think we've all been in where you're like doing something yourself and you're like, I know what I would tell myself if I was asking me for advice. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, but it just doesn't feel that way. Right? 
and right. it's tough. Yeah, well, I think the thing to me that was a bigger red flag is the fact that Victor was maintaining that his innocence until it could have been proven otherwise. And so to me, that's like someone who is going to go down on a sinking ship for a lie. And so Mm -hmm. I think Hiromi is exactly right. This man is a liar. And maybe he's a liar who really does love Ellie. But I think he's also there's going to be other situations where he is going to lie to her, and right, he's going to cover his ass first, right? And so it's kind of like, are you okay being in a relationship with someone that you won't always be able to trust? Right, and well, I don't know. Part of it is, is I looked this up, dude. Providencia is small. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, they said it was like six thousand people, which yeah. you know is like two two high schools, and yeah. it's like. And, but it's also like from its longest point, six miles across. Sure, sure. At the longest, right? So, and this is, that's why I'm not surprised the receipts came out. You're not keeping a secret there. Right, right. If you're doing something with somebody, everybody in the island is going to know what you're doing. And it kind of makes me sad for Ellie because I wonder, like they, she originally said that they wanted to get him to come to Seattle, right? So Victor wanted to come to Seattle. And she was just like, well, we don't want to wait. We don't want to be, it's like, is it that you don't want to wait or you just don't trust him to not continue on with another relationship? Right. Yeah. You You got to get get down down there, there. claim your man. If you're like there all the time, like front and center, it's like, well, he can't be off cheating if I'm there. And that the other woman's like her things were not like, oh, I just thought you should know. I would hate to be the other woman. She was like, stay away from him, bitch. He's mine. Yeah. Like you're the other woman. You're the other woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's a whole other thing. I just, it's, I mean, and I feel bad because obviously this woman has had a real tough go of it, right? She's yeah. had some tragic things happen to her, mm-hmm. but I don't want to watch her cry all season. <laughs> no. And it's like, no. I feel bad about that because it's like, well, obviously the thing she's talking about should make you cry. Like yeah. you're, you know, losing your newlywed husband, like right. suddenly like that. Oh my God, that's terribly tragic. Yeah. But uh, it's TV too, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. All right. All right. Let's go to the other new couple. That's Steven. And again, later we'll see Alina. So, all right. The new guy, Steven, Steven with a V, is 25 <laughs> years old and from Salt Lake City. It really seems like they want to play up this guy's social awkwardness and they go through his um, work history because they like Levin cuts of him laughing like. (laughs) Anyway, he jumped. He's jumped from job to job and right now is selling pest control services. Uh, He's currently with his mom and stepdad. And we see the family do a Mormon church service at home in their backyard, which is what they are doing during the pandemic. So he did his mission in Eastern Europe so he can speak Russian. Which is convenient because he now has a Russian girlfriend. They met on a language exchange website. Things took a turn and they were, you know, getting getting to know each other better and starting to hang out and flirt and talk to each other. And then things took a turn though when she found out that he is Mormon. And she thought it was like a cult that steals people's organs. So to convince <laughs> her that, she, that he wouldn't steal her organs, he planned a trip where like the moms would be there to chaperone. And anyway, things went well and that was over a year ago. So they wanted to go and so he w- the plan was for him to move to Russia because, you know, he speaks Russian and everything. But the pandemic closed the borders. So instead, 
he says they're both going to go to Turkey because that's a country that allows both Americans and Russians in. So when his brothers come over, though, we hear for dinner after he leaves the table to fart, we hear a little more of the actual plan. <laughs> um, so they can stay in Turkey for 90 days because they'll be going to Turkey on a visitor visa. And then they want to go to Russia and then get married quickly because he can't even apply for a Russian visa until they are actually married. So that's what he would do if he wasn't willing to convert to – if she wasn't willing to convert to Mormonism and he says it wouldn't work. But then the scene ends where he says a lot of cryptic stuff about how he didn't live up to the standards of the church mm-hmm. and she doesn't know about it and he's worried about her finding out. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of things I want to talk about this that I was, I was confused about. But let's start with the end there. I don't know. What do you think his secret could be? Oh, he's had sex. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> but not with her. Right, right. I don't think with her. Um, because he's probably, you know, saying what the Mormon values are. And if he's trying to convert her, you know, he's got to tell her what the rules are. Right. And then also if that's a girl he's trying to marry and convert, we can't can't have sex with her. Right. Right. So that would be my guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. He is a weird kid. Like he's a very odd, he's an odd duck. And I think. His hair is not helping his cause because if you look at pictures of him and Alina, like when he met up with her, actually a cute kid, like young, definitely youngish looking. But like, yeah, him and uh, Brandon, Brandon and Julia, they could be friends, especially with the whole pest control thing in common. Oh, they do have pest control in common, but they They do do have similar. I can see the similar senses of humor. Um, You're right. His hair is 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 rough. Okay, the other thing I had. I mean, that was clearly pandemic hair because it was like yes. a year ago and he had it short. He had to be growing it yeah. for that year. Like that's probably about sure. a year's worth of growth. Is I'm confused about their plan. Like is it like because they're in Tur- – because they're coming from Turkey, they'll be able to get into Russia because the borders are open from Turkey or does – is he hoping that within 90 days – the, the border will open and he'll be able to go to Russia. No. Uh, my impression of all of this was they can – both of them can only be in Turkey for 90 days. Right, so they're going to go to Turkey and in that 90 days, they're going to get married in Turkey. So that okay. way he can apply to get into Russia and then they'll go from Turkey to Russia. Whew. That's a tough pull for 90 days. Yeah. Like, and in a place where – and he said this, neither of them speak Turkish. I know, but I think like what I really appreciate about this guy is that he actually speaks Russian, like he actually tries. And I will say one thing because we saw this with um Alan and Carolum. I think mm-hmm. they really do actually prepare like when Mormons go on missions, like to actually speak the other language. Oh, you yeah, know, because yeah. Alan That's was part, pretty part fluid. of the mission is you're not going to go there and not speak the language. You're right. Gonna be, yeah. So yes. good job with them with language acquisitions because that's difficult because it must be some intensive, you know, time mm-hmm. to have to like learn another language. But I – they're hey, Mormons are getting it done when it comes to uh, like speaking right. another language. Right. So yeah, because we've we've seen a couple of – of it says – yeah, we've seen Mormon people because we had them yes. and then we had the other ones. But I think they were – but they were English so it was fine. You're talking about Amy and 
No, 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 no. The other one where she ended up having the baby that looked like her dance instructor after the show was done. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. She was Russian. Yes, she was. But they met in Um, Czech Czech Republic, Czechia. Yeah, Czechia or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Right. But yeah, so um, I definitely appreciate that because like we're – is he the only one? I mean besides anybody – I guess in Providencia, I don't know what they speak. But like everybody else has no knowledge of the local of the language of the place they, they moved to. Like, <laughs> no, which is why they run into issues like our next couple, Corey and Evelyn, yes. who is the worst offender because he's been there for a long oh time. Oh my now. goodness, I know. And it's like I don't know if he's playing it up to the camera, but it's like, are you trying to be extra gringo, like intentionally mispronounce things? It's like you're really going out of your way. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to them? Did you have anything else? Yeah, let's go on to to them. All right. So we have Corey and Evelyn. So we see Corey and Evelyn again. Corey is from Washington, and he has moved to Ingabao, Ecuador, to be with his fiance now, Evelyn. We get a recap of their last season where they were working at the bar Corey was funding, working through Evelyn's commitment issues, and trying to set a wedding date, but then... As we kind of saw a little bit, like on the tell-all, they kind of went on a break. So it ends up that during that break, Corey moved to Peru for a month where he was seeing someone else named Jenny. Corey downplayed his relationship with Jenny to Evelyn and he told her that, you know, they tried to have sex, but, you know, he just couldn't get it up. Corey then moved back to Ecuador (laughs) after the month in Peru because COVID happened and things started to shut down. Evelyn Evelyn claims that the pandemic forced them to work things out since they were forced to be in the same house. Fast forward to now, Corey and Evelyn are getting ready to reopen their beach bar, and they have a date set for the wedding, which is going to be in five months. It ends up that Corey wasn't completely honest with Evelyn about Jenny, so now he's nervous how he's going to tell her and what will mean for them. They are later having dinner with Evelyn's entire family. They're planning on telling Evelyn's family that they're, you know, actually starting to plan their wedding, which Evelyn tells us several times is for Corey's sake and not her own. Corey is trying to win over Leslie, Evelyn's sister, because she seems to be the biggest, you know, enemy of their relationship. The family pokes fun at Corey's sunburn before Evelyn breaks the news about the wedding planning. They are surprised that Corey convinced Evelyn and find it incredible. Leslie asks why, since Evelyn never wanted to get married and just assumes that Evelyn must be pregnant. Well, she isn't. Evelyn doesn't have an answer, so Leslie is kind of dismissive because she thinks that Corey is fake, especially because of other suspicions that she had of Corey's actions while in Peru. All right, so uh, they were... I thought a kind of gray area was this whole break to begin with. I thought we kind of saw it on the tell-all, but I also thought they were kind of still together. So, Yeah, I mean. What did you kind of piece together about the whole Peru thing? Wasn't Laura also in Peru? Yes, that was weird. No, she was in Ecuador. Well, she was in Ecuador, but then I thought she was also in Peru. I don't know. I could not keep track of what was going on. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of a crazy There were so many moving parts on this. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't remember a lot of it. Like, I had forgotten the hot air balloon thing. Yeah. Where he tried, like, he tried to propose on it. It's just like, I mean, I'm generally against the ideas of relationship breaks. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't get the point. Is if you want to break up, you can break up. Yes, right? yes. And then it should be clear that it's a breakup. 
Yes. But if you're like, I want you to be apart from me, but also don't date anybody else yeah. and don't see if there's anything you want more. So we're going to kind of hang on to you, but just don't see me and don't yeah. talk to me. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just do, doesn't make sense in my brain. Same. Like if you want to make, if you want to break up, break up. Right. And so, yeah, I wasn't sure where, because, because he's not sure because they can barely talk to each other. Um, and it's not just a language thing. He just won't express himself and he just kind of does his little like stupid little puppy dog thing that he does where he shrugs and like makes a face. Well, because he's she terrified. Just, she was skittish to yes. begin with, you know? Yes. And so it's like, I understand like he's thinking, oh, I got this finally locked down. I don't want to do anything to ruin it. But you've already done something to ruin but it. But it was she already just a break. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And can I, okay. Uh, what? I'm just trying to get behind this guy's thought process. Okay. <laughs> you went to Peru. You thought you were broken up. You, whatever. You did the on a break issue, right? You, you date this girl for a while, right? And you probably slept with her, right? As we're, <laughs> we're imagining that's where it's going. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I can't imagine going back and be like, okay. I don't want her to find out the extent of what happened. So I'm going to lie about what happened. Half truths. I can't imagine. Half truths. Yeah. Okay. I went out with truths. her four times, try to have sex with yeah, her, yeah, yeah. try to That's get it up. Either. Okay. If you're going to do it, I couldn't get it up. How does that That's, come into what your lie is? Holy yeah, shit. I don't know. What is wrong with that guy? I mean, did, listen, we kind of did some, we kind of fooled around a little bit and we thought about doing more, but I just couldn't do it. I just didn't want to. Right, like okay, that's the half truth that I could see. I couldn't can't see the half truth. Oh, I was totally gonna bang her. I just physically couldn't. And like, I don't understand why that's the half truth and that's the lie you go with. It makes no sense to me, especially one because that's a rather and I imagine it's probably universal culture. That's an emasculate an emasculating lie to tell somebody, right? Yeah, to, and maybe because she's the one who or he said was just, it. I mean. But he was probably just saying like, oh, because I cared so much about you and I, it was, it didn't, there was no love there. And I, it just didn't work, I guess. I don't know. I would – Okay. Let's be real here. Evelyn gets off on emasculating Corey. So yes, he was probably thinking like, what is the best way I could tell her that she would be <laughs> like, oh, okay. So that probably yeah. was the best way. And I also feel like it's so – I don't want to say ridiculous because it's untrue, but like – you know, for your very reasons, why would you lead with that? That he probably was like, okay, it's so like out there and embarrassing. She has to think that it's the truth because why else would I ever say that? Sure. So it's the most believable thing. Maybe. And so I think that's why he's leading with that. Well, unless unless there there also could be a couple history of that too. And she'd be like, "Okay, that fits the pattern. I, I, that sounds like <laughs> well, that's something. Yes. That sounds like something that would happen to you." That yes. was the other thing <laughs> I was thinking of because it's like, well, I could kind of see this is like, uh, you know, being like a whiskey dick situation, and so Evelyn's oh, probably sure, been sure, around sure. for that before. So you know, yeah, I mean, well, and you're right too because it was Evelyn was the one that told us that, right? Yes. So he might have framed the story in a different way, and she was like, "Yeah, limp dick couldn't get it up. Hmm, right? How about that? Yeah." <laughs> Right? Because you're right. She is terrible. I forgot how terrible she oh, is. Oh, yeah. She's pretty bad. She's <laughs> awful. She's so mean to him. Like, yeah, she's so time. mean to him. It's like, are you sure you love him? Like, it was kind of funny, but I think, like, 
also very like on brand for the entire family to be making fun of how white and red he was like at the dinner table like they were calling him like Cameron like you know shrimp <laughs> because yes, of, like yes. he got really <laughs> sunburned so it's just like and they're like think, a shirt you're wearing a pink shirt it's pink on pink pink yes, and pink yes <laughs> it's like that whole family just gets off on like you know just making fun of him keeping the man down at any at all times yeah it's just oh like and especially like oh could you i can't even fathom trying to be married to someone who's like who just is at this point going to hold the fact that you're married over your head for the entire marriage i did this for you we're only married because of you yeah well you know honestly i kind of feel like she's just generally embarrassed of him because you know he he doesn't seem to fit in with the family like remember the uh weirdo friend raul like oh yeah, to- the one the one who was like when you went to America, I tried to hook up with your girlfriend. Oh that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Raul, that guy. <laughs> Remember how Raul was like telling him how they like call him? I forget what slang word, but basically like the- he's the laughing stock of the like the town. Yeah, they call them like whatever the the cuckold or whatever it is. Yeah. is basically was yeah. Yeah. It's so like, it's like it, I, I'm sure Evelyn's just embarrassed of him, and so like her yes, kind of partaking why does she keep in him it. Around, I don't understand. I think unless like, I think she genuinely loves him, but I also think she's just like oh, she's like embarrassed for herself because she's just like oh yeah, I'm the person who's dating that guy, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like I kind of have to like partake in it a little bit. So it's like, but she oh, doesn't yeah. when it's not in public too. Like she's bad yeah. in private. Like she's just awful to him all the time yeah goodness all right so that's really all we had this week that's everybody i mean it was it's funny because it's that two hours but you're right because they have to recap everybody you know half of everybody's segments is stuff we'd seen before and we already know about right so we just didn't see kenny and armando this week yep so out of the couples that we did see who was your student of the week Oh, yeah, this was tough. Jenny, I guess, <laughs> like at least for standing up and being, yeah. I'm not coming back a fourth time. Now, will she probably come back a <laughs> no, fourth time? Yeah, she's coming definitely. back. I know, seriously. <laughs> she's coming back. But at least she said the right thing this time. <laughs> well, we'll see. I think it's one of those things where if you say it and you don't follow through, you completely lose your credibility, right? I've been guilty of that. Right. And so it's kind of sure. like, eh, do real people really believe you? Oh, I'll never go back to you ever again. It's like, mm, but then two like, seconds mm, later, you're back. You'll be back. Yeah, yeah. you'll be back. So my student of the week, I actually said was Steven, and we kind of touched on this because I feel like he's the only guy who's actually prepared to speak their language. It is, and you did, it wasn't until you mentioned that that I scrolled through my couples on my notes, and I was like, no. Yep, none, none of these the people. No, nope, they don't know what's going on. So, yes, yeah, St- Steven. But even still, I kind of feel like um, even though they're moving to Turkey, and so they admittedly neither of them speak Turkish, but at least they can communicate with one another. And right. it seems like the fact that they uh, met each other on like a language exchange to like help, uh, you know, uh, build language right. skills. Well, that's what's that's it seems what's like hard they about both like have an interest and they'll actually try. They do have a linguistic interest because that's what's hard about. Um, and that's just this common story you hear from Americans. Mm-hmm. What's hard about it in America is you have to go so far. To get in like an immersion situation. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it's really hard. People even when people gain language skills, it's really hard for them to maintain them unless they go through this effort of like, I'm going online to find random Russian people to talk to. <laughs> sure. So I can actually hear Russian sometimes. Because if he didn't, he'd forget Russian uh, yeah. in a few years. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your dunce? <laughs> Evelyn. She was just <laughs> 
so mean. I like I said, it came back and we saw the old clips and we saw who she was. She's just she's such a confusing person to me. I don't know where she's coming from. Yeah, and she's just always always putting him down and stuff. And it's like yeah, so I was just like yeah. I forgot how awful she is. Right. So my dunce, like, as much as I actually like this person as a person, like, Ellie, come on, what are you doing, girl? Like, this guy straight up, like, lied to you, cheated on you, insisted that he was the one telling the truth until you brought in the receipts. And it's like, your motivation for going there is to make sure he's not cheating. You know, like, yeah, really? I feel yeah. like you could let this guy go. Like, you're making bad life decision, especially since she seems so torn about giving up her, like, as she said, the her life's place. work. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're going to give up your life's work for this thing that, to me, quite honestly, just doesn't seem really stable. It doesn't seem like... And nothing's guaranteed, but not even, like, a confident thing, like, it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a remarkable number of people who are like, "Oh, I feel like I have to go through with this because I don't trust them." And it's like that doesn't that yeah. doesn't follow at all. Like that seems like a prerequisite of going over going through it. Not like, I you know, it seems like trust is a prerequisite. It's like, yeah, especially because I don't know how you could possibly trust him. If like if if, if you you said, "Oh, he lies to you," and then you say, "Well, here's what I found out," and he's like, "Okay, yeah, that happened," and I was like, "Okay, what else was there?" Because Right. This is just the part that I found out. That like, there's, that is if the there was guy, anything else, you wouldn't tell me that either. Yeah, that is the guy. You have to walk in on him having sex and he would probably still deny he'd, it. He'd do the shaggy defense. It yeah. wasn't me. Yeah. That was some guy that looked like me. That wasn't me. Yeah. All right. So what about your life lesson? All right. So that's I went with kind of close to what I just said. If you find yourself like – well, this is the other – it goes the other way. If you find yourself hiding things – just because you're worried, like, it's going to make somebody else jealous, really, this is going to Ari, who hid the fact that her ex was, like, hanging around in her apartment when he was there. Then, like, those – that's a really deep issue. That's not, like, a surface level, well, it wasn't a big deal, so I didn't tell you. Yeah. It's like if you if the reason you didn't tell him was because you're like, well, I thought if I told them they'd be jealous, you need to deal with that. Like, that has to be dealt with before you, you know – Move to another country to be with them or marry them. Yeah. Okay. I feel like my life lesson will be a bit controversial. I don't know if Uh everyone will completely agree with like my stance on this, but I feel that out of respect for your current relationship, you have to be willing to give up your ex. You know, it's one of those things where there's history there and it's, justifiable and understandable why your current partner would not want you to have a relationship with them. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, and and some people are perfectly fine with that and that's fine. Have a relationship. But if your current relationship is in jeopardy because of your ex, you have to be willing to let them go. You have to be willing to let one of them go. Yeah. Okay. True. True. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And it's like, you can't, can't always have both. Right. And so, yes, right. you're right. You have to be willing to let one of them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't say. I mean, there's it, obviously there's certain situations where it's it's because it's a choice. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. kids makes it different. Like because you're. Oh, your sure. Ex is sure. Be sure. Around. Like, but there's a difference between that and they're my best friend. Yes. Like, no, that's very different. 
It's, to me, and also, like, how they broke up just seems so trivial. Like, oh, we wanted to go on different spring breaks. Yeah. So we broke up. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it like, just, okay. Yeah, it, sounds like, it sounds like you got divorced and then didn't see each other any less than right. you did before you got divorced. Like, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly what happened there. Yeah. All right. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more actual, like, current day progress happening next week. Yes. So we'll be back same time next week. Hopefully I'll be able to see a little clearer. (laughs) You'll be in school. Full fledged. Actually, no, I still won't be in school. Oh, wait, wait. Is there an episode next week? Because it's Labor Day. And sometimes they're very weird about airing stuff over holiday weekends. So maybe we won't be back next week. Maybe we won't. We'll see. I think we will though, because I don't think they. I think they would prop usually the be, premiere usually a week. when it's something on Sunday. Yeah, that they that they do, and there's no reason like it's not like you know well known that on Labor Day weekend everybody goes out and parties on Sunday. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we won't come out right on Monday <laughs> then, depending on what we're doing. Yeah, but, for uh, real. Our goal will be to come out on Monday, but if not Tuesday at the latest. Yes, uh-huh. I'll put it out okay. there just so there isn't All that right. expectation. <laughs> Because we haven't talked about our schedule yet. Right. Okay. Well, until then, next week. Next week. We'll see everybody then. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.